Hello and welcome to Journeys in Grace. I'm his Pastor Eric Hubbard. We want to thank you for, again, going with us, studying with us, as we seek to give a better understanding and just fellowship with each other as we study the Word of God. And we're going to continue our subject from last week about living above the circumstances. And I believe that as believers, we're not just creatures of the earth. We're not just uh, uh, bound to this earth and limited to what we can see, taste, hear, smell, and feel. And when we move in the, 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 the ways of God, when we learn God's ways, then we learn that he's there for us. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. And so as we uh, um, take advantage of what God has for us, then we step from an earthbound person to a spiritual person. So again, we're going to study today and uh, just a brief topic about living above the circumstances. And we're going to start out in the book of 2 Corinthians, uh, the 10th chapter, reading around the third verse. 2 Corinthians 10, we're going to start reading at verse number 10. I'm sorry, 10, verse number 3. Sorry, 2 Corinthians 10, verse number 3. And Paul writes, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. And immediately Paul sets a tone about where we are as, as again, as being believers, but we're in this world. Uh, Jesus said, he said, you are, we are in the world, but not of it. In other words, we're in this world. We're, we have to deal with uh, circumstances. We have to deal with, uh, to make it simplest terms, birth, life, and death. All these things will affect us because, uh, as I've heard many of the others say, you live long enough, you're going to leave this world. And nobody, nobody comes in this world that stays any amount of time. You don't, you don't come in just like you don't, you won't look the same uh, when you leave here because we're all going to have our battles. We're going to carry our scars. We're going to have our life experiences. And knowing this, that we all have this commonality that everybody is going through something. Everybody has to deal, you know, if it's not health issues, it's financial issues, it's, uh, you know, it's relationship issues. Uh, all these things are there, but it does not mean that we have to be defeated with them, but just know that we're going to have to contend. We're going to have to contend with these things and we're going to have to meet them head on. And what I mean by and and knowing that when you meet them head on, what I mean by that is that we go against them with with God, that we are not in our, we should not ha try to handle them in our own reasoning and know that many times what we come against to, uh, in, in as a believer is not, they're not uh, uh, fights of the, of the world, but Satan himself will come. Many times we're fighting ourselves. And unless we get a revelation of what we're dealing with, then, and that's what Paul is saying. He said, we walk in the flesh. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not worry after the flesh. We have to have a revelation of what we're dealing with. You know, there are times even in, in our bodies when we're sick or when we are going through some uh, some challenge, some physical challenge to where, you know, we say, oh, you know, this is, uh, you know, just just, just old age. <laughs> many times, and there can, there, and I won't say many times, but there are times when it's the enemy himself. Who's coming to put those thoughts in your mind? You know, when you when you have an ailment that oh you're sick, you know you 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 uh, uh, I'm gonna kill you with this. Uh, uh, there are many people who've gotten COVID and overcome them. There have been many, there have been many who've gotten COVID and have not overcome. So I'm saying it's about the, your state of mind when the enemy comes against you that you, we have got to know how we fight, 
who we are fighting and who's on our side in this fight. So that's why Paul is saying in 2 Corinthians 10, 3, he said, though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. So in other words, our war uh, and our weapons and how we're going to uh, uh, attack this thing, our mindset must be, I'm going to first go to God. I'm going to first go against, I'm going to go to him because if I get a revelation of what I'm dealing with, then I know how to attack it. And again, it doesn't matter if it's a, a sickness. It doesn't matter if it's financial. You know, there are financial attacks where things just, just, happen, uh, just, 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 just happen out of the ordinary that you know that, you know, you've, you've done things as you should and got your financial uh, matters uh, in, in, in order. And yet still things come against us that we know that this is not ordinary. This right here is spiritual. This is nothing but the enemy. But again, you got to have a revelation to know how to, to go against those things that come against you. So when we go to the next to, uh, verse number four, uh, it says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Paul, let me read that stanza again in the fourth verse. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. So in other words, I'm not, what we, how we fight, we don't fight like uh, uh, the others. We don't fight like a lost man or a lost woman. We don't fight like they do. Because then, you know, we got to go out. We got to see how, how am I going to handle this? And see, when we go to our own methods, when we, own, when we take the fight in our own hands and we don't go to God, then we push him out. But when we come to God in humility, we will then realize that, you know what? There's a better way. There's a better way for me to come against this thing. There's a, uh, and if I walk in, 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 the, in the knowledge of God, if I get that blessed assurance, that word of knowledge, and, and see, when that, that's one of the things that, again, what I'm talking about going to God, is that we need to go to God and say, God, I need a word of knowledge on this. Be as James said, if any man lack wisdom, let him go to God who giveth liberally and upbraideth not. In other words, God will give you the wisdom on how to handle issues on your job. That contentious person, you know, that every time, you know, your boss got is, is all of a sudden gotten snappy with you. Nothing that you do is right. And, you know, you may be getting the numbers or getting the uh, getting the books right. Or, you know, you may have been following this certain process in uh, uh, in your in your job and you're doing exactly about what's been what he or she told you to do. But now everything you do is wrong. And see, again, when we go to God. We'll get an understanding. We'll get a, a word of knowledge. Say, Lord, give me a word. I need a word, Lord. I need some wisdom about how to handle this. And we're going to go now to, over to First uh, Peter. Just hold your spot there in, in Corinthians. First Peter first talks about how that we should handle things, uh, handle cares, or handle fights that come against us. This is First uh, Peter chapter number, uh, chapter number 5, verse number 6. And the first thing that Peter says is, uh, and I'm going, I'm jumping into uh, 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 what Peter's saying here. He says, "Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due time." You know, we can take this and we can take this scripture and own it. And any time we come up against something that's trying to overtake us, when Satan and you know you prayed about it, and and the Lord has given you a word. And it's not something that you caused. You know, sometimes our greatest enemies is ourselves. 
uh, back in the Civil War when uh, one of the generals was fighting. I believe it was one of the northern generals. They were fighting against the South. And we all know that was the war of, uh, you know, for uh, uh, for uh, um, uh, the Civil War, rather. And back in the 1860s, that the general went out and they went to fight. And when he came back, he told his his commanding officer, he said, Lord, he said uh, sir, we have found the enemy and it is ourselves. Why did he say that? Because he recognized that, you know what, we are fighting ourselves. That's the, that's the hardest fight you will ever fight is when you are wrestling with yourself. When you are wrestling in your mind, trying to get, uh, try, and, and you realize that what I, what I, what's going on here is against me. But there are times when we are fighting against ourselves. We know to do good. We know the right thing to do. But yet, that fleshly part of us says, I want my way. This is how I'm going to do it. I got this. And right in the center of pride is, is I. I is in the center. P-R-I-D-E. I is right in the center. And when you look mean to your own understanding, when you don't look, uh, the book of Proverbs says, lean not to your own understanding. Don't lean, don't go, don't handle situations. Go to God first. So again, in First uh, Peter 5, 6 says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. God will give you the victory. He will put you on top when you humble yourself and go to him first and say, Lord, how shall I handle this? Because he says in the seventh verse, Cast all in, casting all your cares on him, for he cares for you. He says, cast all your cares upon him. So it matters, no, it matters not what the attack is. No matters not who the enemy is. It's all about how you and your relationship with God. Because the scripture says, one can take a th chase a thousand and two ten thousand. If you bond, if you if you come together with God, and you walk in agreement with Him, there is no devil in hell. There is no situation that He cannot give you victory in. Even death itself cannot have victory over you. You say, "Yeah, I know. I pray for my brother, my sister, my dad, my uncle, this person, that person, and they're gone on." If they're a believer, they're saying to themselves, uh, "Now that they've stepped in to eternity." They're wishing that you were with them. So we don't lose as believers. We can't lose in birth. We can't lose and we will not lose in life. And we shall not lose in death. For we have the greater victory. So he says again in verse number seven, casting all your cares upon him. It is the, to me, uh, and this is my words, it's the height of arrogance for any of us to believe we can handle a situation better than God that we have more wisdom than he does. The Bible says that the foolishness of God is wiser than man. The foolishness. The foolishness of God. The weakness of God is stronger than man. Why wouldn't we take this little situation that we have, place it on the altar before him, and say, Father, I need your understanding. Father, I place this child in your hands. Father, I place this, my marriage in your hand. Father, I place this situation in your hands. If there's something for me to do, Lord, show me. If I am to speak, give me the words. If I'm to be silent, 
Lord, I have the patience. For you have everything that pertaineth unto life and godliness. That's in the same chapter. Uh, I believe the first, chap uh, first chapter of First Peter, around the third verse. Everything that you need that pertains unto life and godliness is in you. It's in you now. You don't have to go get it, but what you have to do is we have to draw it out of our spirit. And how do we do that? Through humility. Through humility, we will get the victory. And so Peter goes on to say, he said, casting all your cares upon him, for he what? Careth for you. God cares. God cares about everything that will come up against you and that stands against you and declares that it's going to win. Because when we, many of us, when we were in the world, you know, you didn't have the fights that you have now. You know, when you get saved, you say, man, the thing show is, thing can be difficult living for God. Because Satan had you. I'll say, I'll say this before, I'll say it again. If you never run up against the devil, that means y'all go in the same direction. Why would he resist you and you're doing what he wants you to do? Why would he, why would he fight against you and you are cooperating? Satan's not a fool. He's cunning, he's slick, he's sly. And this is why, as we look out into the culture today, and we see all of these things, he's gotten now where, you know, as as uh, we look out and we see what's going on, that, you know, we have the different the different uh, uh, cultures. You know, we have the black, white, Latino, Latino, and all the different races, Asian, all the different uh, uh, cultures that are in this country now. Everybody wants their rights. Everybody wants their way. I've got to get minds. This is what I, and Jesus said, to love your neighbor. He went on to, he said, love your enemy. Do good to them that hate you, that would despise you. Do good to them. And see, now he wants us, he got everybody looking inward instead of outward, outward rather. And that's Satan's, that's his, we're in his playground. When we go to get revenge, when we go to get our way, when we go to get the payback, we want reparations. And I have, and I will say this, I'll be the first one to say, black people in this country were doing wrong. We, it was evil what happened to us. But we cannot stay in the past looking for the government or looking for the culture to give us what we need. Nobody can pay us, pay uh, uh, the black people back for what's happened over the last 400 years. How much are you going to pay me? How much are you going to pay for what happened to your great, 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 great grandmama, granddaddy, all your aunts and uncles and people, things that happened to them, the, the, the suffering they went through? There is no dollar amount. But again, what, and this is what I'm saying, is if you, you give justice and you serve righteously as a government, as a president, as a, uh, a senator, as a police officer, if all these things, if I know you're going to be treat me fairly, then I know the grace of God is with me and he will promote you as blacks, as we as a people have been. But this goes for any race, whether you're black or you're white or you're Latino, you're going to face issues. People are going to come against you. You're going to be confronted with, 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 with things in this life. The question is, what are you, how are we going to handle it? Will we fight in our own selves? Will we fight within our own strength? Will we take it upon ourselves and say, you know what, God, I don't see you. I don't see you showing up. Take this and go. We can take this and go over to the first king. I'm not going to turn over, the, well, not first king, but over to the book of Samuel, where Samuel, the prophet, uh, had 
anointed Saul to be king. And he told him, he told Saul, Saul was getting ready to go out to battle against uh, the enemy of God, enemy of the, of the uh, enemy of Israel. And Samuel told him, wait, I'm going to, uh, I'm going, I'm wait till I come. We're going to, we'll, when I get there, we're going to offer sacrifice and then move forward. So Sam, Sam, Saul took the army, went out to the camp, uh, Israel on one side, enemy on the other. Time began to wait. Time began to wane, get closer. The fight was about to begin. No, no Samuel. And people began to murmur. It looked like some of them probably left. So, Wait a minute now. We came out here to fight. And it looks like the, uh, uh, the enemy, they're ready. Here they're, they're coming. What are we going to do? And the man of God had told the king, do not you wait till I get there. And see, when you get a sure word, God always shows up on time. I don't care how much the enemy uh, uh, roars at you. I don't care how much he speaks against you. Be calm. Be at peace. And see, when you're doing the will of God and, you, and, you, and you're humbling yourself, no matter how much noise is on the outside, you will see the power of God working on your behalf. If you say, you know what? I'm not going to put my hands on this. For there are many fights that God will tell you. Take your hands off of it. I got this. And this is what God, what the prophet was, had told Saul, don't go out. Wait till I come. To make a long story short, Saul heard the voice of the people. Be mindful of who, who's in your ear. Scripture says, be careful what you hear and how you hear. Be careful of the instruction that you receive. Be, uh, uh, and what I mean by be careful is take, be wise, be, uh, use some discretion about who gets into your ear and giving you, who, you, who are you taking guidance from? Who are you receiving uh, so-called wisdom from? And when Saul took the words of the people, he was so disturbed and he said, oh, the people are going to leave me. And so he did, he committed an, 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 an act. He saw, Saul, Samuel rather, was the one that was supposed to offer sacrifice. Saul instead stood in the place of the, of the prophet. And when he did, the prophet and judge, what I would call, I would call uh, Samuel uh, a prophet and a judge. And when he did it, seemed like two seconds later, even more times than that, more time than that, here comes Samuel over the hill. And he asked him, what, what, what did you do? He said, I was afraid. I was afraid. And we go into the eighth verse. Go back now to uh, 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 1 Peter 5, verse 8. He says, be sober. Be vigilant. In other words, be watchful. And when you're sober-minded, sober that means you are at peace. That means you're at a place within yourself that just because the line's roaring, just because uh, there's a knock saying that, you know, at the door, and you're thinking they may be going to come in to evict you. Just because everybody around you is getting, uh, we used to call them pink slips, but it's basically, it's a, 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 a notice that you will no longer have a job. Just because all of these things come, and just in case you are laid off, just in case you are evicted, just in case any of these things happen, know that God is with you. So Peter says, be sober, be vigilant. In other words, keep it, be attentive. Let your ears be attentive to what God is saying. Let your ears be attentive that you will hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. 
That's what John said in, in the book of Revelation, as the Lord gave a word to every head of the church, the seven churches. He said, hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Hear what God is saying to you. Be sober. Be, 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 uh, be settled in your mind. Be clear-minded, clear thinking. He said, be, be, be vigilant. When you're vigilant, it means you're watchful. You're listening. Lord, let, me, let my eyes see. Let my ears hear. Let my heart perceive what you are saying to me. Why? He said, because your adversary, the devil, as a warring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. There's so much into that. And, and, and first he says, the devil is as a roaring lion. He didn't say Satan was a lion. He is a toothless lion. He got the mouth of a lion. He got the sound of a lion. But Jesus stomped and put his foot on his head. The Bible said he crushed his head. He's toothless. But he's got a big mouth. He will roar after you and tell you everything that you are not. He will, he will, he will scream at you and tell you that you lost. You're sick. You're dying. You're worthless. You're loose. You're useless. All of these things he says to the to the people in the child of God, whether you're in the church or out of the church, he will holler and scream at you and tell you what you don't have, what you'll never get. But I say to him, and as you should say, you are a loser. You're lost before the world was. Jesus was waiting on you. Why? Because the Bible says in Revelation 13, the, the Lamb of God was slain before the foundation of the world. God had an answer before the problem came. And that's what I say to you, beloved. God has your answer already there. You just need to be sober, be watchful, and be listening for what God has for you. And he goes on to say, seeking whom he may devour. He can't devour everybody. He's walking about. This is the enemy that we fight. A, a slick and sly devil. Satan got the same tricks that he had in, in when uh, he, he deceived Adam and Eve. It's the same, same trick. The lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. All of these things he brought against Jesus. The lust of the eye, eye, look what you see. The lust of the flesh, that which you may desire and be pumped up. Are the, and the pride of life. All of these things were there, all of them. Jesus rejected his because he went back. He, he confronted Satan with the word of God. Adam and Eve did not have a word in their heart, and they failed. And it goes on to say in the ninth verse, he said, Whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same affliction accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. He said, everybody's got a fight. If you're in this world, you're going to have a fight. The question is, are you going to come out victorious? Are you going to turn and run? If you do, you're going to come back to this same fight. If you give up and you allow him to, uh, 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 you give in, you got to take this test again. Stand this time. You've had this temptation before. Stand this time and say, Lord, and, 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 and in your standing, stand in him. That's why the book of uh, Galatians, uh, as uh, Paul wrote, he says, I live by the faith of the Son of God. God has invested the faith of his Son in you. What you need to do, what I need to do, what we must do is to lean on him. 
Peter said again, humble yourself. Therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you victoriously in due time. Cast all your cares on him, for he cares. That's what God will do for you. He cares. So as we go back to uh, 2 Corinthians, and <laughs> I didn't get very far today. For it says in the fourth verse of 2 Corinthians uh, 10.4, he says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. In other words, they're not physical things. He said, the battles that we fight, you know, that person on your job that, that such, gets such a bad demeanor, Many times we don't know. We need to pray for them. So, Lord, is there anything I can say? Is there anything that I can do? Sometimes just a hello. And they may snap and they may just look at you like you're crazy. But if you do what God says do, if we pray about situations, why has your wife changed? Why, why, what's going on with her? What is going on with your husband? What's going on with your son? Why has he shut himself off now? What's going on with your daughter? What's going on? But we have to learn our weapons are not carnal. But the what we do have, they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. No matter what Satan has come against you with, no matter what he's fighting you with, the weapons of our warfare are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. No matter what you face, no. We have more. There are more, as, as the, the prophet Elijah told his servant, there are more that be with us than is with them. The young man couldn't see. They were surrounded. He walked out in the early morning hours because the prophet had been telling his battle plans. Every time the king, every came, king of Syria came against, uh, uh, coming against Israel, Israel would be waiting to ambush him. He says, somebody is telling our battle plan. Somebody is a, is a, a who's a traitor? And even the people of the, uh, <laughs> people that were lower than he said, oh, king, there's no traitor here. The prophet, the prophet is telling every, every, he knows the very things that are going on in your bedroom. God knows what's going on with you. And he's there to help you, to encourage you, to build you up. Only thing we need to do is let him in on the fight. And bring God with you. Don't wait till you get in the middle and you're and you're facing defeat. Take him with you. Take him with you before you go for uh, the consultation with the doctor. Take him with you before you go to the court. Take him with you before you go for your evaluation. Take God with you because he's, he's there already. Acknowledge him in all your ways and he will direct your path god will direct you if you allow him so much more again that we could go on today and prayerfully we'll go and cover more the next time i pray if any for anyone who's not saved today if you would just follow these words of uh, simple words of prayer lord i present myself to you you know my heart you know my ways lord i believe that jesus christ is the son of god I believe that he lived and died for me and he died for my sins. But he not only died, he rose on the third day victorious, having conquered death, hell, and the grave. And as he rose, he rose with eternal life for me. I receive him now as my Lord and my Savior. 
Thank you for giving, for forgiving me of my sins. Thank you, Lord. And I am now a part of the, of the family of God. Oh, Lord Jesus, lead me, guide me, and I will follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us again for Journeys in Grace. And I pray for all those who listen to us today. Saved or lost, I pray that you will make Christ the center of your life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, Lord Jesus. Amen.